What's up, my fellow wrestling fans? It's the O Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, CW. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to hit that bell on YouTube and subscribe to the podcast on any and all platforms. Today, we're talking about Shinsuke Nakamura and his angle with Seth Rollins. I'm recording this the night before Raw after Fastlane. At Fastlane, Nakamura and Seth engaged in battle in a last man standing match for the World Heavyweight Championship. And Seth Rollins has come out on top, going over clean on Nakamura for the second time in two months at a pay-per-view. On At a, you know, really good, engaging match. One that I think went over really well with the fans. And, you know, made Seth look good, make, made Nakamura look good. That being said, I'm very confused by this and some other storylines in WWE as of late. I feel like there's a disconnect between maybe the writers were shifted or, you know, there's just some goofy writing going on here. So maybe I was like, let me let me use the podcast as a way to kind of talk my way through this Nakamura feud and see where it kind of falls apart. Right. So uh, Nakamura challenges Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship. And he does so in an intriguing way. He whispers something something in his ear and Seth looks visibly shaken up and we get that like little, you know, th- that's the little tease, right? Great storytelling. We don't know what he said. We have to wait till next week. Now, the downfall of a lot of these things are they over, they being the writers or whomever, and this is just writing in general, they tend to overwrite the solution, right? Instead of thinking about what works they think about what will please the most people and that's no way to write anything you can't please everyone that's a very old trope but it's very true you can't write something that's going to appeal to everyone what you can do and what i think the writers did in this sense which made a whole lot of sense was they wrote something that they can create an engaging story around right they're not looking to necessarily cater to any one person's idea of what Shinsuke should have said they picked the very simple idea that they can build on top of right they built a foundation on it and that idea was I know about your back when Shinsuke said that it was a very weird very intriguing thing I've said intriguing twice shouldn't do that uh, it was a weird weird's the wrong word too it was a very um I don't, I don't know. I don't even know the word to use there, but it, it drew you in, right? It wasn't anything you thought he would say. It wasn't like, you know, I have your, I've kidnapped your daughter. You know, it, it wasn't anything super you know, cliched or whatever. It was just like, hey, I know about your back. And then he went on to explain what he meant, which was, you've been, I know you've been dealing with this back injury for a long time. You, you know, you opted out of surgery. So you have this weakness that I am going to exploit when we wrestle for your match and then he beat him up for a couple of weeks and then they got to their match at payback and Seth Rollins went over clean he he beat him so here's my here's where everything falls apart for me Seth proved that what Shinsuke said held no weight when it came to them wrestling it was like yeah sure you know about my back you hit me in the back a bunch but I still beat you I win, I'm on top, right? It should be over at that point. But what happens is 
you know, Seth goes out on Raw and says, you know, it was a great match. Uh, Shin was ruthless or whatever, whatever. But I think, you know, we should have a rematch because I really want to show him that uh, what he said doesn't matter. And I'm, you know, I'm willing to put the title on the line again just to prove it to him or some, some facsimile of that. And Shin says no. And then for weeks, they go back and forth with Seth basically begging to give him his title. Like, please let me have a rematch. And Shin saying, no, I got other things going around. I'll get to you in time. Turns out in time was a month later at Fastlane. And finally, Shin gives in, says, sure, we'll have the, we'll, fine, I'll do the match for the title. And it's going to be a last man standing match. And they meet at Fastlane. And then again, Seth Rollins goes over clean. So in the world of professional wrestling, in the world of common sense, this feud is over, right? Shin goes to the bottom of the, the, the list. He doesn't get another title shot. Apparently, he has some unfinished business with Ricochet. They were kind of setting that up in the middle of this angle. It was almost as if they had no faith in the angle. So they were just setting Shin up to do something else past Seth Rollins, which is weird. Uh, but I, I assume on Raw tomorrow, there'll be some sort of, you know, addressing Shin losing and then Ricochet will probably run out and attack him or something. But they're, they're definitely going to have to move on from the angle because you can't go over twice clean and then give that guy a third shot. He already didn't deserve the second shot. So this is my dilemma with this whole program. And I have nothing against Shinsuke or Seth. It's solely on the story that was being told. I feel like something was lost in translation, no pun intended, but Shin should have won in, or at least Seth should have won in a very, like, uh, what is it? Dubious manner, let's say. So the first match, Nakamura should have been disqualified or something, right? He should have been so ruthless about beating on his back that either Seth couldn't continue which would have been a great setup for the last man standing match where Shin gets disqualified by just beating on his back with a kendo stick or whatever. And they cart, they have to cart Seth out. And then he comes out, you know, saying, you know, you didn't beat me. You had to resort to all these tactics and whatever. And then Shin could have said basically whatever he wanted in those dope uh, subtitled promos. Um, and that would have set up the last man standing match. He's like, well, you know what? If you're so sure that you would have beat me uh, regardless of what I did to you, uh, let's do a last man standing match. And then Seth could have gone over clean, end of feud. But the fact that he went over clean twice makes Nakamura look weak. Not weak, but not as a threat, right? And I, I saw someone online say that Shinsuke Nakamura is a, you know, a top guy, but he's not main event caliber. I don't know if that's true given what I've seen him do with those promos right that's the shinsuke that i can get behind and follow as a world heavyweight champion a guy who cuts incredible promos fully in his native language and you have to subtitle this menacing stuff the way he delivered his lines and the fact that you had to read what he was saying was incredibly engaging television i'm gonna read his subtitle and then i'm gonna look up to see what he's saying and how he's saying it and follow his voice 
It was an incredible way to get that promo to stick in your mind. You not only have to, you can't really listen if you don't understand what he's saying, so you have to read it, but then you want to listen to his cadence so you understand what he's saying and put everything in context. That, as a champion, works. I think Shinsuke could have pulled that, now, he could have pulled that off for a while. I don't know how long he can get that gimmick going, but I'll just say that, uh, what is it, Takamichinoku had sort of a similar run. It was a comedy route, but they didn't really speak English, and they had some guy uh, not dubbing their voice on the mic, and it was great. It was great TV. They lost a lot, but it, they were incredible performers regardless. So I think Shin as champ could definitely cut tons of promos fully in his native language and then have subtitles or whatever, and it would have been great. Um, I think Seth Rollins as heavyweight champ has lost a bit of steam these days, and I thought this was them trying to give him that bump to give him you know, a, a hurdle to climb, but they just made him triumphant twice and now he's back to just being the guy who demands the crowd sing his song and i don't see any real step for him i mean even damian priest with judgment day has lost some steam because again that money in the bank it just gets heavier and heavier the longer he holds it uh man i wish i had more time than a 10 minute podcast to talk about this but hey i'll do another episode about uh, Damian Priest and the Money in the Bank and Seth Rollins. Thank you so much for listening and don't you ever forget. I'm your friend, but if I ever see you in the ring, I can beat you. Don't you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah.